Welcome to the All Around Joe podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. On this edition of the All Around Joe podcast, I'm going to be talking about how to work out on a tight schedule. So when maybe you don't have quite as much time as you would like, and we're going to talk about how to segment it out based off if you have potential to have more time versus like, oh no, I have zero time at all. I'm not going to be able to do anything. And in that case, what you can do instead of not doing anything, because not doing anything is not where you want to be. All right. But before we get started here, I have a couple of announcement type of things. First is I just became an ambassador for Drink Meta or this Meta drink here, the sun or not really sun, the light coming into the van right now doesn't really make it all that great for you to check it out. But uh, this Meta drink, if you go to drinkmeta.com, you can check it out. And like I said, I'm an ambassador for them. You can use the code ALLAROUNDJOE to get yourself a discount. What it is, is it's adaptogenic herbs, all right? And adaptogenic herbs, although I am not an expert on these things, they tend to basically give your body what it needs when it needs it kind of a deal. So if I'm drinking this Drink Meta right now and my body needs to level itself out or, or relax let's say I'm very tense or whatnot, it will help me relax. But let's say I'm really on the other end of that and my body's cortisol level is really low or you know, some sort of like I need to amp up, it will help me to amp up. And it basically takes your body back to a state of homeostasis, let's say. So these adaptogenic herbs, if you have anything that you're dealing with or you think that or you're working out really hard all the time, I would highly recommend that you check out adaptogenic herbs. I used to take them in these little packets. Um, I think they were called Tian Chi. All right. And you'd get these adaptogenic herbs that you would take in the morning and they would basically help you out. It was back when I was dealing with all of this adrenal fatigue. It was really good for that. So if you're a hard-charging athlete, I would highly recommend recommend looking into the adaptogenic herbs and the drinkmeta.com. Like I said, you can use the code ALLAROUNDJOE to get yourself a discount uh, because I'm going to be drinking the Drink Meta all the time now. So check it out. Let me know if you have any questions. Like I said, I recommend that you do some research on the adaptogenic herbs for yourself. And I'm going to have somebody from Drink Meta on the podcast here in a few weeks in order to talk about the adaptogenic herbs so that I can do a better job of really understanding them. And in turn, you can know a little bit more about them as well. All right. Next up, I wanted to let you know where I'm at. So right now I'm coming at you from Hayward, Wisconsin, all right, where the internet speeds are slow, even in the coffee shops. (laughs) Um, It's been pretty hard to get a lot of work done here that needed to be connected to the internet, but we're getting it done and it looks like the weather has completely turned to fall. We literally went from 80 degrees and awesome summer weather to 50 degrees. They missed the 60s and the 70s completely. We haven't seen them except for maybe, you know, a couple days scattered here and there. It was really weird where it was like shirt off weather all the time to, yep, I've got a jacket on anytime that I'm going to step outside or even 
if I'm inside like I am right now in the van. So that's where we're at. We're headed kind of southeast, and then we're going to head northeast up to Acadia. That's the next uh, really official... Uh, well, actually, we're going to park outside of Cleveland, and then we're going up to Acadia. So that's where we're at. If you want to follow along with our journey, make sure you do so by following The Fantastic Life on Facebook, Instagram, and thefantasticlife.com. All right. And I want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Inside Tracker. So Inside Tracker is a company that I use in order to test my blood because even if you're tracking things all the time, I find that I'm obsessed with that and I couldn't figure out what my body needed. So every three to six months, I try and do an Inside Tracker blood test. It only takes about 15 minutes. You can do it at a local lab. You don't have to do anything crazy. And then they send the results to Inside Tracker. Then Inside Tracker takes those results and they correlate them with scientific evidence for specific types of eating, supplementation, and lifestyle. So you can get your blood tested. Then figure out exactly how you have to change your diet in order to basically make yourself awesome is what it comes down to or more awesome than you are right now. Because when I first did it, I had no idea that I was basically poisoning myself with red meat. I was blasted through the roof with iron. And when I stopped eating red meat and up my carbohydrates, I lost about 10 pounds of body fat and gain a bunch of energy. So I'm a huge fan of Inside Tracker and you can get 10% off by using the code Joe. And make sure that if you want to do that, any package is cool, all right? I know that a lot of times people go to the Inside Tracker website and they'll be a little bit overwhelmed. They don't know what to get. I get the ultimate package, but I am okay with spending the $500 plus every few months in order to know exactly what's going on with my body. If that's not in your budget, you could do the basic package. You could do something in between, or you could ask someone at Inside Tracker what they think you should do. But even the basic package is going to give you a bunch of information that you, it's going to help you out. So don't think that you've got to go all in all the time and spend all that money. Just make sure you use the code all around Joe to get yourself a discount. All right. Next up, let's all sleep better by going and getting a recover mattress. So recover mattresses are designed for athletes. They help you to hopefully sleep harder. Okay, so that you don't have to sleep as much. And that's the key, right? A lot of the stuff that we talk about in this podcast is about recovery. And sleep is one of those things that people do not get enough of and has been linked lack of sleep to all kinds of terrible things that you don't want to deal with. So why not get a mattress that is going to help you to sleep better, especially because a lot of people are sleeping on really bad mattresses and they just don't want to spend the money on or they don't think about it. But you should check out Recover Mattress, all right? And if you want to get more information on that, you can go to allaroundjoe.com slash 144, allaroundjoe.com slash 144, where I interview Sam Smith from Recover Mattress about what the Recover Mattress system is all about, why they designed the mattress, how they designed the mattress, and how to get some sleep hacks going for you. So go to recovermattress.com and use the code allaroundjoe and you'll get a whopping 50% off your mattress. So if you or anybody you know needs a new mattress, I'd recommend they check them out because it's optimized to make you sleep better, especially for you athlete types, which we all should be athletes, okay? So let's get into this, how to work out on a tight or with a tight schedule. 
I have had to personally go through this because I'm living in a van, driving from campsite to campsite, from you know visiting people to a campsite to visiting more people. We have 400 pounds of weights with us, or maybe even more. We've got two barbells. We have 300 plus pounds of bumper weights. We've got a 70 pound kettlebell and a 53 pound kettlebell. Um, we've got some bands with us. We have all kinds of good stuff, but taking those weights or the barbells out in and out is quite the process and it takes two people to do it. So if I'm looking to get a good workout in, a lot of times I'm having to just use the kettlebells because those are the easiest things to get in and out. And we don't usually take all the rest of the weights out unless we're going to be someplace for a few days because otherwise it just doesn't necessarily make all that much sense. And with the weather turning here, things are getting even more interesting around how we're having to design our workouts. If it's pouring rain outside, what are we going to do? The other day when we were at Grand Marais, we actually found a little picnic shelter and it was blowing blowing wind and pouring, pouring rain. Um, I actually put a picture of it up on the Instagram. If you want to go check that out at Instagram.com slash the fantastic life. There's a picture of the van there where it's it looks like it's rainy. It was gusting wind off of Lake Superior, like sideways rain, um, to the point where we're in this really big picnic shelter, and half of the picnic shelter was was soaking wet because the rain was blowing in sideways, even though there was a big old roof on it. So we're having to figure out how we're going to get these workouts done, and we don't always want to pull up to a picnic shelter, pull out 300 pounds of weights, do our deadlifts, you know, strict press, um, we did a thruster workout, uh, an EMOM thruster workout that day. We don't always want to do that. So we're having to figure out how to position ourselves to still get good workouts in, still stay in as best shape as we possibly can. Maybe not competition shape, you know, um, not that we wouldn't do a competition, but we're not at that type of shape that we're ready to just go and charge into the CrossFit open or anything like that, which is fine because we can ramp ourselves up to that. But I understand that the majority of people are working way too much. Yes, I know it, guys. You're working way too much and you're not giving yourself enough time to actually get in a good workout, recover, whatever it may be in order for you to stay in optimal shape. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't really take all that much time, but you got to do it and you got to work hard. And I'm going through that right now. I'm still in fantastic shape without training with as much volume as I would usually be or even want to be. Okay. So what does that mean? How are we going to set that up? How are you going to make sure that you're getting your workouts in, even if you only have 15 minutes, let's say? First things first are I am a huge fan of scheduling these things. And you guys, if you've listened to this podcast before, you probably have heard me talk about scheduling. Scheduling is huge. You schedule dinner dates. You schedule meetings. You should be scheduling work projects or school projects or whatever it may be. Your workout is actually more important than all of those things because it helps you to be healthy. And if you're not healthy, you cannot continue to work at the pace that you would like to. So you get all these things in line and your your work is going to be more optimized. Your brain is going to work better. You're going to get more done. You're going to be able to think better. It doesn't just happen, guys. You have to actually keep your body adapting in order for these things to stay on point. It <laughs> There's all kinds of research. So you have to do this. So let's say you only have a few minutes. You start off by scheduling, all right? Maybe you schedule in an hour. That's what ideally. So you schedule in an hour and maybe there's a CrossFit gym down the street. So at 5 p.m., you register for the class. You're going to try and go take that CrossFit class. 
and you put it in your calendar. Always put it in your calendar. Always have the reminders set up so that you're going to try and get that done. But I understand that doesn't always work. So let's say first things first, you try and schedule the CrossFit class for your lunch break. But you had a meeting come up or something came up that you couldn't go get that done. So then you just drag. You don't just, you know, not do it. You drag that workout into the 5 or 6 p.m. or whatever it may be. But let's say that it's a day that you can't get that done. Let's say you have a dinner date with your significant other or whatever it may be. So then you have to go to these other strategies. So the strategy number one is that you you always have it scheduled, all right? And you go to the CrossFit gym, you get an hour or longer workout in. Life is good. But sometimes life hits you across the side of the face and it doesn't quite work out as you would like, all right? In my case, maybe there's not a good place to work out. Maybe that we're visiting with somebody and they don't understand how much I would like to spend working out. So I want, it's more important for me to visit with them. But I can sneak away for 15, 20 minutes, totally crush myself, and then set myself up not only to be adapting from that workout, but also to possibly eat food in a way that I wouldn't have wanted to if I hadn't done that workout because we're switching our body on in such a way that it's going to handle food differently than it would if we didn't have that stimulus of the workout. All right. And that's a topic for a completely another day, but you can find some of those topics that I've already talked about in my previous episodes. So make sure that you go and scroll through the previous episodes and pull some of those topics that you think are interesting because there's a lot of stuff in there. I've had, this is podcast number 157, 157 podcasts, and I've got a lot of stuff going on there. All right, so make sure you go check that out. Number two, I have had a huge amount of success with carrying a kettlebell around with me. And I don't mean like carrying in my backpack or whatnot, but put it in the car or in the office or at home. Okay. Kettlebells are not that expensive and they're incredibly effective. All right. Because you're only usually using them um, with one side of your body, unless you're doing a double arm swing or something like that. You don't need quite as much weight as you would usually use. Okay. I have a 53 and a 70 and I usually are almost always exclusively use the 70 for whatever. Um, and a 70 pounds is not that heavy for me as it would, you know, doing a back squat, you know, or a front squat or something like that. But I can load up one side of my body or I can do load up, you know, some particular thing that makes it much harder. Okay. So you can easily put a kettlebell in the back of your car. You're not even going to notice that it's there. Just make sure that it's tied down. You can put a kettlebell at your office. If you have high enough ceilings, you you don't necessarily need to have high enough in order to go fully overhead. We could, there's a lot of stuff that you're not going to need that for, but ideally that'd be perfect scenario is if you had, you know, eight, 10 feet, uh, or nine or 10 feet ceilings in your office, that would be ideal. Um, or you can just put it at home and you don't even have to have high ceilings at home. You just step outside. I don't care if you, you know, live in an apartment or whatever, you still just step outside. There's a curb there. You can go do stuff on the curb. I do it all the time. People look at you funny. No big deal. In fact, hopefully you will inspire somebody to get out there and do some more work for themselves. That's what this is all about. So, you put that kettlebell somewhere, you go buy one. If you need a question, I'll even put it in the show notes. So if you go to allaroundjoe.com slash 157, I'll have a link to the kettlebells that I use. Um, that's allaroundjoe.com slash 157 to check out the link to the kettlebells that I use. But it's really not all that important. You can get the kettlebell, Amazon, Rogue, whatever. 
and, you know, even get a couple of them if you want to. I only typically use one because I've done a lot of training. I know what I need, but you could get a couple of them. You could get, you know, a 35 and a 53 and a 70 or, or whatnot is still not going to be that much weight. So then the strategy number three is that you do a body weight movement. So let's say that you left your kettlebell at the office, um, and you don't have it with you. So you can't do that kettlebell work. Uh, but you can do a body weight movement. You know, you can go for a run. You can do seven minutes of burpees. You do 100 burpees for time, for not for time, for whatever. You can get a lot of stuff done, push-ups. And these strategies are, are just like, like I said, strategy one, strategy two, strategy three. Always make sure that you schedule them. And in, let's say you had a scenario where you had that workout scheduled for 12 noon. Something came up. You pushed it later in the day, but you ended up having some sort of a date you couldn't break so then you have to scrunch it down to 15 minutes then you have that 15 minutes before the office or in the office before you head out or at home or even in the parking lot next to your car all right you can get all of these things done and you're going to stimulate your body's hormonal system in order to basically adapt but then also handle the food better that you probably are going to have when you go out on that date or whatever the reason is that you cannot be making it to the gym for the full hour, hour and a half that you ideally would be able to do. So here's some ideas, and I'm going to put all of these in the show notes. You can just go and steal them. But some quick ideas that, you know, if you're thinking, oh, man, I don't even know what to do, Joe. You're telling me to go get a kettlebell, do some body weight stuff. Man, I don't have any idea what to do. So here's what I do and what I've been doing. Like, for example, at a rest stop recently, what I did is I just grabbed the kettlebell, went into the picnic area of the rest stop, And I did a hundred kettlebell swings, not for time. All right. So I just started swinging the kettlebell, got a hundred of them in. And I didn't even think about, you know, uh, how fast I was doing them or anything. I just kind of did a set of, you know, 10 to 30, stepped away, caught my breath, did another set, stepped away until I got to a hundred. There we go. That's going to be a great stimulus for me. I, I, most of the times when I do that, I still get pretty sore. But you could do it differently. Like let's say you're feeling pretty good. You could do the 100 kettlebell swings for time. I just like to use the 100 number. For me, it's a number that I know that I'm going to cause some sort of stimulus, um, which is what we're looking for. And if you, I'm thinking of the stimulus thing because I was recently talking to Menachem Brody uh, at my other podcast where I interview a lot of people, the Get Better Project. So if you're looking for some high-level interviews, go check out the getbetterproject.com or the Get Better Project on iTunes. And uh, he was talking about how you just need to figure out what your stimulus threshold is, and you just need to create that stimulus for your body. And it's different for everybody. So I know that around a hundred kettlebell swings, I'm going to create a stimulus for my body where it's going to have to adapt and a hundred. So I'll do a hundred. Or if I'm feeling really good, I do a hundred for time or I do a hundred kettlebell swings where I'm trying to do the biggest sets possible. So I might do a, try and do a huge set of like 50 or 60 or something like that. And then, you know, rest a little bit and then do another big set and do it that way. So they're just different stimulus. Um, or I might do 100 kettlebell swings, 100 goblet squats. That's another really good one to stimulate your body because you're getting that whole rear chain. Plus then when you do the goblet squats, you're getting the quads as well and you're stimulating or stabilization muscles for holding that kettlebell. Um, 
three rounds for time. I've done this one before. It's pretty quick and easy. 20 kettlebell swings, 20 overhead lunges, 10 on each arm, and then run 400 meters. So this is a great parking lot workout. Pull your kettlebell out of the car and do the parking lot workout. 100 kettlebell rows for time. So something that we don't do quite enough if we're not hitting the gym regularly is pulling movements, all right? And in our everyday life, we're not doing a bunch, a lot of pulling movements for our back. So 100 kettlebell rows for time is a great one. You end up doing like 10 or 15 your first round, and then you get down to like threes to fives. Like it gets really hard if you have a heavy enough kettlebell. Um, Or another great one is if you're used to using a kettlebell, doing kettlebell snatches. So like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, something like that, of kettlebell snatches and burpee over the kettlebell. That will leave you feeling gassed, and it'll be really quick but you will feel gassed for sure. I recommend that one highly. Um, 50 kettlebell clean and jerks for time. Just make sure that you have a good action on your clean and jerk with the kettlebell. That can really smack you in the wrist on the snatches as well. It can. Um, some body weight workout ideas. These are super easy, guys. As you can tell, um, sometimes you just need some guidance. Uh, five sets of max push-ups. All right. You just do as many push-ups as you can with two minutes rest in between each set. So it's going to, you probably go down significantly and that's fine, but you're just creating the stimulus for your body. Maybe you get over a hundred, maybe you don't, but two minutes is not going to be a lot of time once you start getting tired. Tabata. So you can get a Tabata timer for your phone. Tabata is a great way to get in a really quick workout. You can do a few of them at a time. You only need body weight. You can do Tabata squats, Tabata uh, push-ups, Tabata sit-ups, Tabata pistol squats, whatever you could think of to do with your body weight or you could do it with a kettlebell too. Tabata is a great way to really get some work done in a quick amount of time. Um, three sets of max L-sits. Holy smokes. Those are going to be great for you. Um, something that I've been doing regularly. A handstand walking. So if you have a uh, grassy area or whatnot. And this could be, this is going to be mostly directed to CrossFitters or gymnasts. But if you just, you know, say, Hey, I'm going to do 50 feet for time. That could be hard for you. Or if I was going to do that, I might do like 200 or 300 feet for time. Right. And figure out how long 50 is on the grass field. And then just go back and forth for that many amount of of reps in order to hit that your shoulders are going to be tired you might have some tired triceps your back might even be a little bit tired from that but as you can see it's these you can easily do these things and you're going to get yourself a stimulus it's super easy you just have to do it all right and if you need more ideas let me know i'm happy to give you more ideas but there's ideas all over the internet so you're going to number one schedule you're going to then have a strategy go to the gym get that kettlebell. Kettlebells are so cheap, guys. Just grab one. Then you're going to go last ditch effort is body weight movements. And probably the easiest is you just grab the Tabata, you do some Tabata stuff, but you need to figure out what your, the stimulus is for you. So that let's say if I go and do a round of Tabata air squat, I'm probably, it's going to get my blood flowing, but it's not going to create a stimulus to the point where I'm going to adapt too much from it. So I might have to do you know, multiple Tabata air squats or a bunch of different things or Tabata pistol squats for me might be a good one. So I know that I'm going to hit that stimulus amount for the workout that I'm going to do. That's very important because I want to adapt. I want my body to say, oh crap, I need to make this change. And that's really what it's all about is we're causing our bodies to get better to make the change, whether you need to lose body fat, that's going to be an important one, or you want to get better at your sport. 
or I hate the word maintain because I don't believe that anybody is ever maintaining anything unless maybe you're, you're ramping up for a race and you're trying to maintain your fitness level for the race day or something like that or from one race to another, one event to another. So you're always trying to adapt so that you're getting better. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast that I have for you today. Those three steps on how to work out in a tight schedule. You can get it done. A lot of times you only need about 15 minutes, although I like to take at least 30. Um, But 15 minutes is all you need, especially if you have a kettlebell, get yourself warmed up and start doing the workout and get it done. You could even start, you know, when you do 100 swings, you can just start chipping yourself away. Um, It's part of the workout and you just get going. So that was at allaroundjoe.com slash 157. I've laid out the show notes for you there. If you have any questions, put them in the show notes, ideally at allaroundjoe.com slash 157. And I highly recommend that you check out the Inside Tracker and Recover Mattress, both of which can use code allaroundjoe to get yourself a discount, as well as the uh, Drink Meta, guys. This is you know something that I'm working on right now. Make sure so you can see it if you're watching this on the video uh, at drinkmeta.com. Use code all around Joe to get yourself a discount there as well. I am sipping on these things just about every single day. So there, there you have it. If you need anything, let me know. I will be here for you. The All Around Joe podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all around self improvement junkie. I will see you on the next podcast.